Occasionally, myself and our coaching staff at DadStartingOver.com, we run into a client who has issues that go beyond the scope of coaching. They may have really severe anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, and this is the point where our coaches stop and say, have you spoken to a therapist? What a lot of these men say is, I've looked into it, not a lot of options in my area, it can't work with my schedule, or I have an appointment schedule, but I can't get in for another four months. In other words, the need is there. They recognize the need. They see the value in the therapy, but the options for getting the therapy are extremely limited in their area. Well, thanks to our friends at BetterHelp.com, there is an option for you. BetterHelp is a unique service that allows you to talk to a licensed therapist from your area via your telephone or your computer. You can do voice chat with them if you wish. You can email back and forth. You can text with them all on your time schedule, all from the convenience of your phone or your computer. So check it out at betterhelp.com DSO. That's betterhelp.com DSO and get 10% off your first month of service with BetterHelp. Hello everyone, DSO here from dadstartingover.com. And before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to get a couple of pieces of business out of the way. Number one, I sell books. You can find my books at dadstartingover.com slash books. The books include my bestseller, The Dead Bedroom Fix. My second book is called Now What? A Guide for Men Starting Over in Life After Infidelity, Breakup, and Divorce. And my third and final book is called Red Flags. You can buy these all directly from my website and download directly from my website, or you can go to any of the major retailers. Second piece of business is that I have a members-only part of my website called the DSO Fraternity. With the DSO Fraternity, you have access to all of my books in PDF and audio format. You also get access to members-only articles and audio, and you are free to discuss those articles with fellow members on the website. And we also have DSO Fraternity live meetings via Zoom. In these live meetings, you are free to share your story and listen to advice from others. And on occasion, we will have a special guest, such as author Dr. Robert Glover of No More Mr. Nice Guy. So please check out the DSO Fraternity at dadstartingover.com join. Thank you so much, and on to the episode. Dear DSO, I've always said that I'm a family man. I'm a husband and father above all else. I've defined myself by those roles. I pride myself on being a man of integrity and honor, and I would do anything on earth to protect my family in any way. I came from a great family, and my mom and dad are still together after 41 years. My grandparents on my mom's side are still together after 63 years. I've learned a lot from them and what it means to keep a marriage going. A friend of mine sent me a link to your book, The Dead Bedroom Fix, and he said that he thought I might like it. After reading it and realizing that I've been the provider guy, and so was my friend. I knew he was going through some changes, but I just joked with him about having a midlife crisis. He told me that his life has never been better, and he's banging his wife like they did back when they first started dating. That sounded great to me, so I read the book. Now I just feel worse, to be honest. I've read your articles on the site, and I would say that my wife is exactly what you call a, quote, broken woman. She does not come from a good family. The exact opposite. She has really bad luck with men. She had a kid when we met. I've raised our daughter as my own, and since she was one year old. Now that we've had a kid of our own, all the bad stuff is starting to come out. I realize now that she's been abusive, and she really has a lot of problems. Our lack of sex is really just the beginning. 
I won't tell you all the details, but it's bad. I told my friend about all I've been going through over the past two years, and he told me to talk to an attorney and get custody of the kids. He thinks I'll probably get them. Which brings me to my problem. I don't just give up. These days, everyone just walks away from marriage like it's no big deal. I'm not like that. We had an amazing marriage before our kid was born. She was a fantastic woman. I don't know if it's postpartum depression that makes her change, or if it's like you say, just a matter of her being a broken woman and having the kid brought it out of her. I really don't know what to do. It's gotten so bad that I worry about the safety of my kids. I'm getting physical problems from the stress. What would you do in this case? K. Well, K, I'll keep it simple. The only hope you have of fixing this is if your wife admits to having an issue and agrees to actively get help with it. From my experience talking to readers, this is about as rare as a Sasquatch sighting. If you genuinely feel the kids are in danger, then get help now, not later. Get the kids out of that house. Enlist friends or family to watch them. This is not time to be Mr. Agreeable Guy. It's Mr. Asshole Guy time. You don't want the kids to get hurt, or worse, and live your life in regret for not doing something about it. So the next step, go to an attorney to figure out where you stand, financially and otherwise, in case of divorce. And then you write up a divorce agreement that is fair to all. And then the step after that, take a friend or family member with you and confront the wife and tell her that she has issues and she needs help. Tell her, without help, you and the kids do not remain in the home. If she's like most in her position, she won't take that well. Present the divorce agreement. Tell her to look it over, to get an attorney if she wants, but that you and the kids will be out of the home until she gets help. You love her and believe in her, and she hopes she does the right thing, but you can't live like this. It's not good for you or for the kids. Have the friend or family member recording the encounter, from the moment you walk in the door to the moment you leave. Now the ball is in her wife's court. She really has to sell you on the concept of actively getting help. Your situation sounds pretty serious, so this may be inpatient facility kind of help. This is like back when we were kids and somebody's mom went to the quote nervous hospital for a while and suddenly returned a new woman. You have your work cut out for you. If you're like most, you'll lose patience and you'll gain a sense of self-worth that you don't have when in an abusive relationship. So good luck to you, my friend. Please take care of yourself and take care of those kids. They need you. Dear DSO, I just finished Now What yesterday. I thought the dead bedroom fix was good, but this was even more of an eye-opener. Great stuff, my man. Quick question. My wife and I are proceeding with divorce, as she has no interest in reconciling, which, after listening to Now What, that's probably the best, as I have suspicions that she has some type of affair, emotional or physical, I'm not yet sure. She's been very good about discussing how we'll handle the kids and splitting the debt and assets, and I'm in total agreement with what we've decided. However, I still have suspicions of the affair, but I have no hard proof. Is there any advantage to pursuing getting a PI to prove it, or do I just let it go and move on? I'm in a good headspace now, even though this whole situation I still don't understand, but I don't want to do anything to make it messier than what it has to be. Signed, D. Well, D, you find yourself in a common predicament. You don't have all the answers. You're like most guys, and you would really like to know exactly what is going on. My answer is simple. You move on. Whether she had lots of sex with lots of men, or it was just an emotional connection to one man, the result is the same. It's over. She has disconnected from you, and she connected to another. The opposite of love is not hate. It's indifference. 
To break the bonds that your wife has on you, which is a form of addiction, you have to let her go. No revenge, no investigating, no eavesdropping, no snooping. It's over. You just let her go. You shouldn't care what she has done or what she does moving forward. Pretend she's dead. Whether your wife ends up married to a rich oil baron and drives a new Ferrari next week, or she ends up alone and fat with 12 cats, you are still you. You won't sleep better at night knowing all the details of the affair, or lack of affair, and you won't be a better man. That's your focus right now. Be a better man. That journey does not involve a wife who told you to get lost. So good luck, my friend. Dear DSO, First off, I just wanted to say how blown away I've been by your content and your books. They are truly life-changing, and after listening to dozens of all other self-help teachers, your articles and books are truly on a different level. You have a succinct, punchy writing style that is filled with dense wisdom. Please continue, continue doing what you're doing. The world needs it. I discovered your site after googling, quote, wife wants an open relationship. I was really racked by guilt about the end of our marriage, especially, especially with a kid involved. But the straw that broke the camel's back in my case was my wife insisting on opening up the relationship. She wanted to try swinging, and this demand later escalated a full-blown open relationship. We had endured a horrific year, partially due to my wife's postnatal depression, which made her quite abusive towards me. I remained the emotional punching bag many months after she had largely recovered. Needless to say, I didn't feel that it was the right time to try swinging, to say the least. I opened up to her that thought of her with someone else while I was there made me feel sick inside. I was met with, well, how are we going to fix this? If I don't get to do this, then I'll end up resenting you for the rest of my life. Needless to say, the relationship ended soon after that. I am so, so glad I didn't capitulate to that last humi humiliating demand, after capitulating to other demands that I ended up regretting. I have you to thank for helping me see clearly and helping me reinforce that faint gut feeling that said, this is wrong, don't accept this. I'm now faced with a different issue. At some stage, certainly not anytime soon, I'd like to start dating. But the last thing I want is to be roped into long-term commitment, cohabitation, with its sadistic legal risks, or to have more kids. Basically, I want to be more, not less free. I want to experience dating abundance, something I've never had before before even considering another long-term relationship. Your book and many other pundits suggest having short-term relationships, but there's something that feels not quite right about this, as if I would feel I would be doing something unethical on some level. As your open relationship article mentions, women, unlike men, are not hardwired for promiscuity. They tend to develop close emotional bonds through the act of having sex. Unlike men, they are wired for emotional attachment to one high-quality partner. Even if women stated that they were just after a casual fling, I can't help imagine that a primal part of them does get attached and would ultimately be hurt when the short-term relationship inevitably ended. Would I want my own daughter to be promiscuous? Probably not. There have been studies come to light that show that higher female promiscuity before marriage is associated with reduced ability to pair bond and higher marriage dissatisfaction slash divorce later on in life. How do I pursue short-term relationships in a way that is good, both in the short and long term, for both myself and future partners? In a way that is consistent with integrity, and how would I want my hypothetical daughter to be treated? I'm keen to hear your thoughts, DSO. Cheers, Jay. 
Jay, interesting question. You want to have your needs met. You want to be a sexual and fun guy, but you don't want to hurt feelings or create terrible women along the way. I think this is a combination of nice guy behavior and also a bit of covert sexism on your part. Quote, but these poor innocent women will be hurt by angry sex fiends like myself and turn into terrible sluts. No, these women aren't necessarily or nearly as innocent and pure as you think. Your ex-wife should have clued you in on that. Some are, in fact, perfectly okay with being in casual relationships with no desire to, quote, settle down in life. If that's not for you, that's perfectly fine. But don't do so out of some obligation to protect the fairer sex. Yes, you will be selfish. You need to state your needs and put up boundaries when it comes to relationships. Yes, you're going to hurt feelings. You will also get your heart broken. You will be amazed at just how cold and detached a woman can be after falling in love with her. That just comes with the territory. Welcome to being a human being. You can be whoever the hell you want to be. Do you want to be Mr. Playboy with a heart of gold? Fine, then be that guy. Take on that persona. It doesn't mean treating women like dirt and leaving a trail of broken women behind. It means stating your needs, being open and honest, sticking to it, and not allowing others to dictate your actions and mood based on their own emotional shortcomings. You have a long and interesting road ahead of you. Don't overthink things. Have fun. Dear DSO, My story. Before I met my wife, I had sex with at least 200 different women. I worked at a nightclub for several years. It was like shooting fish in a barrel. I'm a pretty good-looking guy and keep in good shape. I still work out five days a week. My friends all thought I had it made. I slept with some of the most gorgeous women you've ever seen. A couple of these women were actually kind of famous, because my club was in Miami and we had a lot of celebrities come in. I was working on getting my CPA degree while working at the club at the same time. I don't want to be in the club world for the rest of my life. I'm actually good with money, and I enjoy accounting. Most of the time, the schoolwork was done on the internet, but I had to go in every now and then for the group work at the university. That's where I met Karen. I eventually fell in love with her. We dated for about two years before I proposed to her. The entire time we were dating, I was still working at the club and still sleeping with women. I felt awful about it. She had no idea. She used to be jealous, but never thought I would do anything. She trusted me. She's never asked me about my experience with women. I have never asked her about her past either. Karen comes from a really great family. That was something I really liked about her. My family was a mess. My dad cheated on my mom a lot, and they got divorced. My mom ended up with three different guys after my dad. I was always embarrassed about my parents and I was glad to find a new family and a new set of parents that I could look up to. Her dad and I really got along. I managed to stop sleeping around once we got married. It helped that I left the club and we both started our own accounting practice. We worked from home. Karen got pregnant and we almost lost the baby. Thankfully, everything ended up okay. Our child is now almost one year old. The problem is that when we went through the stress with the baby, I started sleeping around again. I texted some women that I knew would be down for some fun and had sex with three of them. One of them I connect really well with and we slept together four times. Unfortunately, I was stupid and I left my phone out and my wife saw messages from one of the women. She took the baby and went back to stay with her family. The family refuses to talk to me. She won't answer my calls or my texts. She just tells me to leave her alone. I realized what I did hurt her a great deal. I had such a great thing going and I've let everyone down. I realize I'm just like my dad, and it makes me furious. If I don't get my wife and daughter back, I just want to move across the country and start all over. 
I found your site because I was searching for stuff about starting over after cheating on my wife. I like your articles, but I know they're not for guys like me. What would you tell somebody like me who just wants to save his marriage and start over with his wife? Thanks for reading, Juan. Well, Juan, you're right. I don't typically receive emails from guys in your predicament. What's interesting about your situation is how much it mirrors that of the majority of guys I talk to, but with the roles and genders reversed. Many men I talked to fell in love with girls who they admit were trouble or had more red flags than a Chinese parade, but they jumped into the relationship pool anyway. The women made them feel amazing. These men persevere through more and more red flags. Eventually, they get to the point of feeling like everything is secure and comfortable, usually after years of being married, having kids, moving to a new town, etc. But then it happens. Their world collapses. At that time, it was a giant surprise that th sent their heads spinning, but then later realized that it was so very predictable. A lot of my thoughts on these situations can be summarized as, well, what the hell did you expect? I think I would say the same thing to your wife. You're a handsome ladies' man. By virtue of your vast experience with women and your time at the club, you're probably a natural flirt and have really great social skills. You've probably never met a stranger. This is insanely attractive to women. Your normal wife isn't the first to fall for a hunky lover who has a conga line of women in his wake. It's easy to write off your past like yours as being cool or normal for a good-looking and social guy. When we dig a little further, we see a broken little boy who is acting out the actions of his dysfunctional family. This boy badly wants the security and safety of a stable home life, but his deep-seated programming and inability to cope when shit hits a fan continuously pushes him in the wrong direction. At this chapter in your life, you're not ready for a wife and kid, so let her go. She may come back, but probably not. Being a married family man takes a certain disposition and a set of skills that you just do not have right now at this time. You can work on you and work really hard, but your wife may not come along for the ride. Your only hope is to put in the time and effort on yourself. Go get some help. Figure out why you do what it is that you do and how you can prevent it in the future. Good luck, my friend. Dear DSO, I read your book, Now What?, and I totally agree that I'm one of those guys that feels like he needs a wife to feel normal. I was totally in love with my wife for 14 years we were together. I gave her everything. I supported her. I paid for her to go back to school and get her degree. She was my best friend and I was hers. We had two great kids. We did everything together. And then I found out she was fooling around with her ex-boyfriend that she had in high school. They got back together when she went back home to Texas for a family reunion. All that time we had meant nothing to her. She treated me like garbage. That all went down about three years ago. Our divorce was fair, and we share custody of the kids. I don't have to pay child support or anything like that since she has a good job now. I've been online dating for two years. I realize I'm totally the provider that you talk about. I pay for a lot of dinners and dates, and I don't have one long-term girlfriend yet. The second girl I dated after divorce seemed to be perfect. We had a lot in common, and we both fell in love pretty quick. She ghosted me after three months, and I saw that she was dating somebody else. That felt like my divorce all over again. I don't know how to not fall in love right away. I've had sex with one woman in three years. I don't know how to be the lover you talk about. You make it sound easy, but for me, it's not. I've not I'm not made to screw around with lots of women and to just not care if I don't get a long-term girlfriend or wife again. The only reason I'm dating is to get another relationship and to settle down and have a normal life again. 
I don't think there's really anything wrong with that, but at the same time, I see that it's not what works today with Tinder and online dating. You have to be one of the guys who doesn't care, or you will just get your heart broken and pay for a lot of dates. Less. Yes, less. This is an incredibly common sentiment. You're absolutely conditioned to believe that the end goal of a long-term relationship or marriage is a must-have for a complete life. Because of this mindset, you project a very needy vibe to the world around you, and you get the predictable results, which is nothing. You're right. Maybe dating isn't for you right now. With your current mindset, you will just dig a deeper and deeper hole that you won't be able to escape from. So take a time out. Forget women. Forget relationships. It's time to rebuild. Just like I said in the book, you're a provider because you tell yourself that you are. You then take that mentality out into the dating world and, lo and behold, the women you encounter all treat you like a provider. They use you and discard you. You're a quick and easy meal and shoulder to cry on. You're not a sexy diversion or a real long-term romantic partner candidate. I'm sorry to be blunt, but what the hell did you expect? If I walk into the lion exhibit at a zoo with a hundred pounds of raw meat attached to my body, I have no room to complain about being eaten alive. It's all my fault. Sure, I can complain that the lion should know better, better than to eat a man. After all, the human zookeepers take care of them and treat them well and make sure they're all healthy, so why on earth would they eat a guy just because he's covered in raw meat? Well, it's the same for you. Sure, you read my book and you read the posts and you see what lies ahead for the provider in the modern-day dating game, but you decide to play that game anyway because, hey, you're just not cut out to be anything else. Well, I'm sorry to be blunt again, but that's complete bullshit. These self-limiting behavior patterns are just going to leave you sexless, depressed, or worse, with a complete nut job of a woman who has zero attraction to you, but needs you for the resources you so gladly hand over. You will end up with your wife all over again. You do not want that. Even if you think for a moment that you do, you do not want that. You are using your provider title as a crutch. Every time you get that little hint of social anxiety and fear about doing something different, you just say, well, I guess I'm a provider after all. Then you get mad at the provider results. Then you go back to being Mr. Provider. Then you get angry about more provider results, and the cycle continues. You can be whatever the hell you want to be in this life. That doesn't mean changing your ways will be simple and you'll feel great 24-7. Changing your line of thinking may take a good deal of work, and it may feel like crap for a while, and that's okay. That's called living life. It's not all sunshine and rainbows if you've learned. The problem is that your current line of thinking is resulting in misery and continued misery into the foreseeable future. On the other hand, a big change in thinking and a lot of hard work will result, in the long run, in a much higher chance of personal fulfillment and happiness, but also inevitable short-term misery. So take a time out. Dating is not an option for you right now. Read the book again. Read it again. And again. Let it sink in. It hasn't sunk in yet, but it will. Talk to guys in your shoes. Join the DSO fraternity. You need to live what you learn. Don't just take what's in there, ingest it, get pissed off, and then do nothing productive with it. That's like shooting a thousand jump shots a day, but never playing a game of basketball. What you're describing in your email is in part called being vulnerable. If you want to be in any kind of meaningful relationship with another person, it will require vulnerability. You do want to be an unselfish, loving person to your partner, but at the same time, you want to build a framework of strength 
that can successfully put up boundaries, recognize when things go south, and be able to endure hardship when it smacks you upside the face. Heartbreak happens. You learn to live with the loss like any other. You move on to the next chapter. Such is life. Good luck, my friend. If you're listening to this, you're probably a guy who is interested in self-improvement. You probably consume a lot of information, like these podcasts, YouTube videos, audiobooks, courses, everything you can to learn more and help you become the best man that you can be. And if you're like a lot of men, there's something still missing. Well, I can tell you what that missing thing probably is. Quality time with other men that are on the same mission as you. Some of you probably have casual relationships with your fellow soccer dads or the occasional beer with guys from the neighborhood, but none of them seem to be on the same page as you. Am I right? They seem content with their shitty marriages, their shitty jobs, and their expanding waistlines. They have all but given up. You find yourself talking to them about the same football teams, listening to their stories about their subpar home life, and you're getting to the point where you dread hanging around them. Well, the good news is that we have assembled a group of men just like you. We call our group the DSO Fraternity. We have live Zoom meetings that are hosted by yours truly, along with the other members of the DSO team. We have a very active private discussion forum, a Discord server for our lifetime members, a members-only podcast, access to my books in audiobook and PDF format at no extra charge, discounts on one-on-one coaching with myself and other members of the team, discounts on our video courses, and access to our in-person gatherings. We have met in Nashville, Tennessee, Austin, Texas, Las Vegas, Australia, Amsterdam, and soon in New Orleans. So check it out, the DSO Fraternity at dsofraternity.com. We have monthly, annual, and lifetime membership options available. I think you will find our group is the missing piece of the puzzle that you have been looking for.